yeah, like, have you not ever been on Pinterest? Um, yeah, but I only look at Pinterest for rare dog breeds and bathroom furnishings. <laughs> <laughs> This is a kick in the arts. A couple of comedic cunts concentrating a conversation on creativity to connect a continuing community of creative comedic cunts. I'm Kelsey, a visual artist and graphic designer based in Bozeman, Montana. And I'm Marissa, an actor, comedian, business owner, and side hustler in Los Angeles. You've heard about the super cool, super soft underwear that is delivered to your door. But what about the issue affecting the high-waisted mom jean wearers who have Audi belly buttons? Stop your button-on-button snag war with Me Audis, the revolutionary high-waisted underwear that stops the owie on your Audi. Me Audis provides a seamless buffer between the waist of your mom jeans and your protruding belly button with new patterns coming out every month. Navigate your navel with Me Audis. Me Audis is not an actual company or sponsor and we apologize to all Audis who we might have disappointed. Something awesome happened this week. It was the tits. Ah, but something stunk this week. It was the pits. This segment is called the tits and pits. This will be outdated by the time we we post this, probably. Yeah. Um, but we just came up as we're recording this. We just came off of um, St. Patrick's Day weekend. Um, so I went to Salt Lake City with a friend for a few days. So I guess that was my my recent tits was just. My recent tits um, was just <laughs> being able to get out of Bozeman for a minute, go to the city. Um, it was a totally different side of Salt Lake I've never seen before because usually I go out there for skiing or snowboarding. So we mostly stayed downtown, went to a tattoo convention. Um, Did you get a tat? Uh, no. It was just kind of cool to look around. But yeah, wasn't feeling like getting a tattoo in that atmosphere. Um. <laughs> So, got to, but got to see a bunch of different artists from across the country. The whole weekend, of course, since it was St. Patrick's Day, did a lot of drinking as well. Um, <laughs> so it was all uh, really rejuvenating, but exhausting at the same time. I just think, like, no matter where you live, it's important to change it up every once in a while and get a new perspective. So, mm-hmm. I'd say that was my tits. Um, and then I guess. My pits, which I've probably said this before, even though we've only recorded like three episodes so far, um, was that I now haven't painted or made art really for five days. And this will, this will go along with our deeper subject today. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really been since last Wednesday since I've been in the studio. So I'm like really hankering for that. And I've mentioned before that I just get a stupid amount of guilt when I do give myself myself time off and like I'm not working on stuff um and then it just goes into the spiral of you know not really being able to enjoy the present moment because I'm like well I really should be doing this so mm-hmm. um that's my pit so it kind of goes hand <laughs> in hand nothing real terrible though which is good <laughs> Oh, man, if I can just, like, mirror you on my, like, tits and pits. Yeah. Uh, Kind of, like, exact same story. I was definitely going to bring up the feeling of guilt in, like, letting loose for a weekend. Uh, So, okay, so I'll start with, like, pits. Yeah, just getting, bouncing back after a partying. Like, really allowed myself to, like, 
let loose and have fun and salsa dance all night on St. Patrick's Day. Like, it was like so St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I know. Well, it started like with regular Guinness stuff, and then after some whiskey kicks in, you're ready to go dancing. So yeah, true. Kind of a really fun just to position. True. Like what do Irish do for dancing? Like river dance. Actually, yeah. When I, <laughs> you didn't when go, I was you in didn't Ireland. <laughs> When I was in Ireland, one of the entertainment uh, at a hostel was this guy, like, river dancing in, like, the lobby of the hostel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought that was, like, being stereotypical, but sure. Um, I don't know about, like, group river dancing, like, at a club. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, I mean, yeah, just bouncing back. We'll definitely talk about that this episode. Uh, but my tits were... Yeah, just like at like 10 o'clock on Friday, I was like, you know what? Like I've had a busy, productive week and it's going to be a busy week next week. Like turn everything off, start a new paint by number, started my horse paint by number. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like you like went out on Friday night. <laughs> nope. Glass of wine, house to myself, horse painting. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and then, uh, and then yeah, Saturday I did the St. Patrick's Day thing. Nice. And I, I, but yeah, definitely like feeling guilty for not being creative for two days. And I, I even like worked both like every, every day this weekend. So I don't know why I should feel guilty. Like I still did what I needed to do amongst all the frivolity of painting. See, that's the only time. <laughs> yeah. That's the only time I, I guess I can dissuade the guilt is like, if I know I've gotten everything done and put in my time, then I feel like, woohoo, I can go out and celebrate. But when I'm kind of just negating everything or like I'm not quite there, then that's when I feel guilty. Or when I'm kind of socializing too much as opposed to putting in my time. Mm-hmm. Just that balance. Yeah. When I think like I didn't feel guilty even like just like being hungover most of yesterday and just taking it easy. But also I'm feeling it more today where I'm like, all right, it's Monday again. Let's get back in the game and just struggling a little bit yeah so yeah we'll talk about that in our deeper subject of like getting focused after you take a break whether it's letting loose for a weekend or even taking like a month off of something like yeah. how do you get back on track with yeah. it now it's time for our pawn run an exercise for us to jog our brains and sneaker in some of our best gag worthy puns even if some of them are a bit of a stretch this week's suggestion comes from me. (laughs) (laughs) Kelsey's been wanting to do this one. I feel like we created this segment just so Kelsey could do this. (laughs) Which I like only like started my mind brewing in the last five minutes as usual. So you know this may sound terrible but it's all authentic so give us a break. Um, Okay so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, our pun run subject for this week is cats. Literally. Oh. <laughs> um, we're just gonna catnip it in the butt right here. <laughs> in the butt. In the butt. <laughs> Kelsey, did you know that in California, when you own a cat, it's called calicohabitating? Ooh. No, I didn't. Are you sure you're not just kitten? Did you know that most people think that cats like to drink whiskey diets? 
but they actually prefer Meowatini. Did you say whisker diet? That's what I meant to say. Oh. <laughs> oh, Meow, stop it. These jokes are making me furious. Oh, for real. Fast and furious. Furious. <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling a little claustrophobic myself. Maybe you need some hair of the dog. Hair of the cat? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you need a meow mix it up. You had some fur balls to tell that one? There was this girl in the country who was getting a cat for Christmas, and she thought it was from her ma and pa. But <laughs> it was actually from Santa Claus. <laughs> it was a very meowy Christmas. <laughs> well... That's just perfect. <laughs> Hysterical. Man, I really set you up for this one. and I know. I, I mean, the cat's got your tongue or something. I'm being a pussy. Live long and prosper? I mean, I guess we can wrap it up before on the tail end of it. I came. I clawed. I conquered. <laughs> And now it's time for Deep Subject. Subject. Today's deeper subject is getting back on track and motivated, focused after you get off track. Particularly after either just like either a weekend or if you take a month off of something, you know, whatever that break is, like how do you almost like get started again to jump back into your creative and professional endeavors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know every monday is like new year's day for me <laughs> like sunday's new year's eve i still drink a little bit i have a mimosa or two i'm like tomorrow tomorrow's when i'm gonna get back on track <laughs> and then it's go to the gym make my to-do list do all the things i think so i think even just having that weekly structure even though it doesn't really matter when I work, um, I still try to stay at like mostly on a Monday through Friday schedule because it kind of helps with that reset. My Sunday nights, I like to like clean everything for the week. You yeah, know, laundry put away, have, like kitchen clean. So by the end of the week, it's a shit show again. But it helps me be focused mentally if I have a clean house from the day before. Even if Sundays can be a little lazier. Yeah, there is like I think almost every single person on the planet is like. I'm going to start the diet Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start working out Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, I mean, there is something more important than it being a Monday. I think setting, you know, if you've been on a break for a while, like setting a date is important. Like the more you can prepare yourself for that, the better. Like um, I think part of it, I think for me, the very first part of it is letting go of any feelings of like guilt or punishing yourself for not being on top of things right because uh, that's gonna hold you back that much more and it's how it definitely how I felt today like just laid in bed for like an extra hour just looking at social media stuff because I just was like I'm a shit bag meh and I think if I would have just like been like, yeah, you're a shitbag. Get out of bed and change that. Like, or I don't know, not have given myself right. such a hard time about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So like days I oversleep, I'm like, well, I already slept an hour later than I meant to. I guess the day's gone. You know? Yeah. Like, then I just like all of a sudden don't do like 
just puts me on the totally wrong track for the day and I already am put myself on a get, guilt trip before I get out of bed. Yeah. What is that? It's kind of like if you eat something unhealthy for breakfast, you're like, well, today's shot. Yeah. <laughs> so the first step to getting back on track, I would say, is like letting that go. Don't carry the weight of punishing yourself or feeling guilty or indulging in further bad behavior. Just accept it and let it go. Okay. And then so you like to jump into it by like getting a workout in and making a to-do list. Yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of the, it is very much the, like, as I mentioned, New Year's mentality where all of a sudden you have all the goals at once <laughs> yes. to get back into it. And usually, like, if I have had a long break, I'm really hankering to do that and have, get back into some structure and some creative work and whatnot. Um, so I have, the motivation is there and just getting started on the right what is really important but I heard some good advice again I mean maybe you guys should just listen to Gretchen Rubin's podcast because I'm just gonna keep <laughs> keep taking stuff off their podcast um, <laughs> but they had a really nice tip that I liked um that was around just doing stuff badly um like for first of all totally forget about perfection now just even forget about doing something well just thinking about doing it at all and I really liked that piece of advice because it's like, and I don't know, talking about the guilt, um, yeah, let's say, for instance, you oversleep, like I mentioned, and then all of a sudden you don't get a good workout, you know, you're like, well, I can't work out for an hour, I might as well not, or I'm not going to meditate today because I killed that hour by laying in bed looking at social media, so I'm not going to at all. Um so instead of that all or nothing mentality, it's like, well, I'm going to do five minutes. I'm going to do it badly. I'm going to do something um, just to just to do it. And I think for, for your work or your health or whatever it is, just that that simple thing. It's like going at least for a five-minute walk rather than not at all. Yeah, just showing up. It just, you mm-hmm. don't have to be on your A game, but just showing up and allowing to be what it is. With, like, the to-do list, I'm usually doing what you do, or I've talked about, like, Monday morning, that's when you do your list. But I'm wondering if it'll be easier, like, say I know I'm going on a trip later. So before I leave for that week, making my like my to-do list when I'm still in the momentum, kind of like at the, the Friday afternoon, if you will, and then so when I come back to it on, say, Monday, I'll know exactly where I left off. Because I think what I did this last weekend was knocked everything out by Friday afternoon and it felt great. And now I'm just like, wait, where was I? What do I need to do? What's my next move? And I'm Mm -hmm. just feeling a little lost. Mm -hmm. So I think if I would have, I'm going to try to do that, like have a, my list already done. So when I come back to it, I'll be like, oh, that's what I was doing. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because often, I think often towards the end of the week, that's when it gets easy to be really lazy about things and not like tidy, kind of tidy up before you're done with the day. Mm -hmm. Um, that's something that I've started to do that really helps my clarity for the next day is just like closing down windows on my computer, cleaning off my desk, like putting everything away. And like, you know, just like as if I were leaving an office or something like that, like just shutting everything down, um, so that it's clean and fresh for the next day. Um, so that really helps. I always have, like a whiteboard 
with just ongoing to do's um, projects. So it's today is right in front of me. And then I have a notebook that I write down my, my daily to do's at the beginning of each day. And usually I really only make learn to unless it's just something like sending an email if it's a couple projects I really try not to do more than a couple things that I really need to accomplish that day because that's I've learned that's about what I can do you know successfully mm -hmm. and it, it totally depends on like I said that to do but um it's like at least if I do those two or three things I feel more accomplished and I have my bigger list that if I do get through that then I can move on but that does not happen very usually. And so that kind of helps with the guilt too and makes you feel accomplished. Like, okay, I got those three things done. So I did that today rather than feeling like, well, I'm never ever going to get through this. <laughs> do you, if, okay, say there's like three things on your list. Do you tend to start with the hard stuff or do you ease into it? Uh, depends on the day. <laughs> I, God, when you can start with the hard stuff, it's, it's just sets such a tone for your day. I feel like that you're just like, I'm a badass. I got all this stuff done. Now I can do my fun project for the afternoon or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was like last week. I had to send one email to this guy that I needed to break up with and one email to my, bo my boss to ask for a raise. <laughs> like, or not my boss now, but like they're technically my client now. So it's like... Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to knock these suckers out. And I just felt like after I sent those two off, I felt just so empowered and just momentous for the rest of the day. And I think if I would have put those things off till the end of the day, it would have been a lot more procrastinating, looking on social media, that type of stuff. Because I'm like thinking, you know, that clutters in the back of your mind. This is something you have to accomplish that day, but you're just putting it off. What yeah. are, what's your philosophy? Um, I think I, yeah, I prefer to start with like, yeah, l little things that are just going to be eating me alive all day. Um, and then, yeah, you feel productive. Those are out of the way. I wish I could say I always start with the hard stuff. I think I do start with things that have a, like, I, I know I can get done that day that aren't so open-ended. That I'm like, all right, I know this will take me like one hour to do. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's just what's most pressing. Like mm -hmm. any any orders I have for my company, that those usually get bumped to the front of the list just because I, I love being able to ship out orders as fast as I can. Mm -hmm. um, and those usually don't take that much time either. And then, then I feel really productive. Um, I, yeah, I think the more open-ended stuff tends to be at the bottom of the list which means yeah it might not get to it yeah and I think that's that stuff usually is the stuff that I don't have itemized down so it's like if I've used like building of this website for example like if I just put like work on website and which is the number the only thing on my whiteboard right now yeah. it's too vague I really need to break that down into more like itemized things and I do Good in like point. my notebook that I have like all right this page I need to do this page this page and this imagery and I think if I look at that list I'll be like oh I can do those but when I just see website on my board it's like nope <laughs> yeah good point I've had update portfolio as a to-do for months <laughs> yeah and I've I've gone back and forth from doing the bullet journal thing and uh that's one thing I've I still kind of do in a bullet journal 
is if I have my like to-do list or like weekly, I call it my master list or something like that. And then if I, if it gets, if it's like scheduled for next week, there's like one symbol next to it. And if it's just not going to happen, I just cross it off. Like I've just gotten really good at like, if I'm not going to do this this week, it's not going to happen. What's a bullet journal? Um, a bullet journal is kind of, I know there's like tons of online resources like this that'll explain it better. But it's kind of just like a journal that you kind of like make and design yourself. And so you can have like, you kind of doodle your own way around tasks you're trying to accomplish. So like if you had like a water log, like you're trying to drink more water, then you would have like, like I would do like a circle for every day that I drink water. And then it's more like a visual tracker of like oh my water log looks like this let me see if it's purely an online thing no it's tangible oh i'm Um, so thirsty now (laughs) um actually i don't know why i'm trying to show you a picture of this right now because we're on a podcast not a video (laughs) (laughs) on our instagram i'll post some pictures of like bold journal samples and like i said a lot of people know what that is already uh except Kelsey because she lives under a rock. Um, bullet journal? <laughs> yeah, like, have you not ever been on Pinterest? Um, yeah, but I only look at Pinterest for rare dog breeds and bathroom furnishings. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that. We're trying to get <laughs> focused, the things that tend to distract us. Because for me, it's when I'm like, oh, I should eat lunch or clean doorknobs. Or, yeah, social media. Yeah, and I, like, I can, I do have the ability to really focus in on things once I'm getting going, but, like, I was just putting off this design project and just went on Pinterest because I knew I had a photo saved that I wanted to reference, and then all of a, yeah, that's why I started looking at rare dog breeds, and then (laughs) looking at pictures of, Shiba Inu lab mixes <laughs> because that's what I think my dog is. And I've I've Googled this, like, I don't know, like, ten times. Like, <laughs> pictures of what I think he is. I've done this Google search over and over. And then, but I just wanted to see again <laughs> what other dogs look I'm like. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> you need, like, a 23 and me for your dog. <laughs> I think they exist. I will someday so I can stop Googling. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I have the hardest time, though, when I start going the, down those particularly online rabbit holes or social media things. Like, have you ever caught yourself looking at Instagram or something? And in your mind, you're like, I need to stop. I need to stop. I need to stop. I need to stop. And you, like, can't tear yourself away for some reason. Yes. And it's usually, like... Not necessarily because the content you're looking at is so interesting. It's mostly because there, you know there's something you need to be doing that you don't really want to be doing. Mm-hmm. The only way that I've found to really disrupt that is to, like, get up and go for a quick walk or, like, I, t- I don't know, just shut yourself off from screens for five minutes or something and then reapproach it. Um, yeah, that's good. Um or, like, go play a song on the piano or something like that. Like, like okay. Just, just shake your brain a jar. Yeah. And I know there's I know there's apps out there that help with that, too, um, that you can put on your phone, for instance, that will just show you how much time you're really spending on those things, which 
I think could be a huge wake-up call for me, but, or it might even shut it off or something. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that. I haven't tried any of them, though. Me neither. My, I don't even, like, Facebook, I don't even have it as an app, but it's still just, like, I just go to Facebook on Safari, so I don't even know if those apps would work for that. Um, I tend to, if I, my biggest social media indulgences tend to happen, like, yeah, when I'm trying to wake up in the morning or right before bed. So I, in the morning, I'm like, okay, like, five more minutes and then, like, that's it. And I think just cutting, like, cutting the time, like, all right, 10.30, that's it. Uh, I failed miserably at that this morning because it was literally like an hour later than I'm still watching dog videos or whatever. Or there's like video. I don't even know why this is showing to me, but like it's like people like cutting up bars of soap with like razor blades, and it's like oh, like oddly satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like I never searched for soap, (laughs) and then you're like oh wow, I am laying in bed looking at videos of soap being cut up by razor blades yep and that's usually about the time it's time to get going for the day <laughs> yeah um, and I think yeah okay so kind of building off that like I think I work well off of like time deadlines like okay five more minutes and it's done and then so days like today where it's been just like really hard to get into a project and I usually would be like okay one hour on this business and then I'll switch gears and spend you know two to three on mm-hmm. this business but today it's been such a struggle that even like, all right, just do 15 minutes, Marissa, just do 15 minutes of some character work for your groundlings mm-hmm. class. And then, and even that is just like, you know, just making the, just as long as I'm committed for 15 mm-hmm. minutes, then it like makes it a little bit more accessible on days where it's hard to get mm-hmm. jump started. Yeah. I mean, having, I definitely need extrinsic deadlines sometimes to just, like, the only reason I got. I powered through this afternoon was because I knew I had to get this project out, which I still haven't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so sometimes that will just light a fire under your ass. Um, much harder if you have set your own deadlines. But sometimes I'll even, even if the client's not asking for it, I'll like, for instance, this woman, I emailed her on Friday or Thursday and said, can I get this to you by end of day Monday? So it wasn't like she even had a hard set deadline for it, but I created one for myself knowing that like, okay, I'll have all of Monday afternoon to do this. Shouldn't be a problem. So I'm just going to set that deadline so it gets done because this is a project I don't really want to do. So by even just doing that, then I created an external deadline for myself Uh that wasn't there. Um, That's... I know with many uh, creatives, that's not often the case. You don't have a choice in that matter. Like, you just have your deadlines no matter what, so you just have to get it done. Um, But, yeah, I find that that kind of helps sometimes. Right, especially because I know a lot of people tend to work better if they know that's coming up. It's kind of – my – screenwriting group that I help do table reads for is called deadline junkies because it's the they're assigned a date a few weeks in advance where they have to write something and have something ready to go by that date and I know a lot of those writers are in their last week and they're like I don't know what I'm gonna write for my for my week and they're still trying to come up with stuff but then I think then that's when inspiration clicks um do you 
like inspiration at the last minute at the 11th hour or how do you how do you feel about that that excuse that I know a lot of creatives use I think there's I think there's definitely something to that and I think there's I've even heard you know hard scientific studies about that and the creativity um oh gosh what was it on it wasn't I think it was a hit have you ever listened to hidden brain on NPR yes I think there was one of their shows that was about procrastination so and the science behind it and why we do it um which they kind of they made a case for it like that I wish I could remember any any examples. <laughs> I'll just recommend that people listen to it that um you know there there is a reason you know something to it because it just kind of switches our brain into high gear um a little bit I don't know. I don't like being in that state. So I guess that's why I'm not much of a procrastinator because I don't like having such a fire under my ass. Like, I'd rather have time to put on, you know, really perfect something, like put on finishing touches rather than like busting it all out at the very end. And I hate being like pushed towards that too. Um, I mean, I think I've mentioned before, too, in some ways, it just forces you to get it out the door when it's not perfect. So Mm -hmm. I think there's something to that, too, because I think we just try too hard for perfection and then nothing ever gets finished. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's when we were talking about it was our episode about finishing. Um, But yeah, what do you think? I mean, it kind of depends on the project for me, because I'm deeply involved with improv right now so part of improv is making snap decisions in the moment and not planning ahead Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where I'm torn even if anyone's into groundlings I'm in the intermediate level where we're really building characters so this is confusing for me because improv is about creating stuff in the moment but we're also working on where to get characters from so this week is about taking someone you know in real life and really uh, getting their like point of view and how they are physically and so it's like homework and I'm working on this character but it's also stuff that's going to be improved later tonight so I kind of go back and forth with where that is in my brain right now because I want to keep it fresh but I'm also supposed to have something prepared um, if you're not an improv or an actor you're probably like what the hell you crazy <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, with, sta- with stand-up too it's kind of the same thing where I've been choicedly not open micing material and leaving it really fresh for a show which is weird because I would Mm. in the past have really worked material out before a show but I think I'm getting a lot better at stand-up because I'm keeping it fresh for the moment Uh, a script Mm -hmm. however or an audition I do like to attack right away sorry voice crack I do like to attack a script right away because I like to get my initial ideas out and then let it give it some room and time to kind of ruminate and boil. And then other little nuances of the script or character will come out. Um, As far as like business stuff goes, definitely like to strike where the iron is hot. Like if I have an idea for my company, like attacking it right away is something Mm -hmm. I prefer to do. So yeah, it kind of depends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry not to have a black and white answer for all the creators. No, I mean that makes sense. I think I think yeah, I think ultimately for me, I'm a lot more motivated when I ha- am passionate about something, 
Um, like, for instance, so our, our my friend's dog passed away last week, and oh. so some of our friends wanted to um, commission me to do a painting of the dog. But I was just like, I was just feeling for them so much and wanted to do something that it was not hard to just, I went to the studio like two days later and busted out this painting within a few hours. And it just was like, it just came to me, you know, just because it was like, it came from the heart and I was passionate about it. Um, Or like even starting this podcast, for instance, I think it was really good advice when you're like, nope, but let's just, we both have this idea. Let's do it. Let's start it. We'll figure it out as we go and let's just get into it. Um. Because or else you could just be in the planning phases forever and never actually execute anything. So I definitely agree with there's something to just striking when the iron's hot and you're fired up about it. And I think that then just the hard thing is maintaining that longevity throughout to to get to the finishing point, which we've talked about a little bit. Yeah, and Fry's, you know, staying focused goes, I think it helps to have a partner if you can't, like, can come up with it. Like even with my, with my jewelry business, it helps to have a partner that I have to, you know, have things on deadline for. And with you, this is so meta talking about the podcast on the podcast, but you know, we, it's easy to be like, Oh, if you're busy with your project today, we can wait till Wednesday. And you're like, no, let's do it. And like vice versa. So I think we've kept each other on the ball with it. So I don't know if for people who are working solo, if there's a way for them to get kind of an accountability partner, but if someone's really struggling, that might be one way to go about it. Yeah. I mean, something I've been really interested in because there's a group of ladies here that have been making a podcast about it, um, as mastermind groups. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with those? I've never done one outside of kind of the writer's group that I help out with. So I don't know. So no short answer. I mean, it kind of, it kind of sounds like it can be um, any you know you can kind of make it what it is. Either it's you're all in the same industry, or you're from different industries but kind of the same level, or you know just whatever you want it to be. And most of them, it sounds like they're well, at least their group is just four people. Um, but it it sounds like it just helps you work through problems, gives you some accountability. Um, you know, if you say you're going to do something, then you're much more going to follow through with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, but I also think, like, it doesn't even necessarily have to be that structured. Um, like, I sometimes I find the more I just tell people that I'm working on something or doing something, then I feel that much more like I have to follow through with it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry, I'm, like, playing with the sticky pad. Um <laughs> Focus. <laughs> of my sticky pad. This is a podcast about <laughs> focusing. You gotta yeah. put down the sticky pad and get focused. And my focus hasn't been the greatest today. My brain's still coming back from drinking weekend. Same. And I think that's where like uh, alcohol in general is so detrimental to everything beyond a glass of wine or something like that. Um, Just getting to that age where I can't really go out all weekend and expect to just be fine the next day. So I'm learning that slowly, but somehow can't get over it. 
um, because I am a 21-year-old living in a 31-year-old's body. Yeah, the bounce back is a lot harder than it used to be. Um, And I I think that's why I kind of talked about this earlier in my, like, tits and pits were just, like, you know, really allowed myself to let loose. And now it's, like, going to be game time for another two weeks where maybe we'll choose not to really drink for two weeks. Um, just to really, I really just want to like knock out some of these goals. I kind of have that deadline of my 30th birthday coming up, depending on when this airs. So I mm-hmm. just want to feel good for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but what, what he just said though, I think sometimes it's hel- it helps just knowing that you're going to have this, this period of focus followed by a period of relaxation and fun. So giving you like I said in my tits and pits, like just even getting out of town for the weekend and having that look forward to, then I just was like that much more motivated to knock out everything I had to do in mm-hmm. three days before I left. Cause I had to, um, I knew that I was going to have three days of fun. So, um, yeah, I think just setting those little goals for yourself or and it doesn't have to be anything big, just knowing like, Oh, I'm going to go have drinks with my friend on that night. So I'll work hard now. I'm going to say, too, like, what are we on this rock in the middle of the solar system for if not, like, letting loose in Salt Lake or pretending you know how to salsa dance at a club once in a while? Oh, totally. Um, I've tried to tell myself that, too. I'm like, I'm just living life. (laughs) You got to enjoy it. Um, I'm really, really happy... Um, to feel like I've found my purpose, um, while it's still really rather vague of where it's going to go, I know what my passion is and what I'm, you know, at least like, yeah, where I want to put in my efforts. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's step number one. Um, but then, you know, then the guilt comes in when you're not doing that, as I mentioned, So I like sometimes get jealous of people who don't have that, who have, you know, have the nine to five, maybe it's a job they care about or not. Um, but it's just like, they just have the structure of going to work. And then once they get off work, they're done, they're done. It's, you know, you're not going home to work on more creative projects. You're just. You're off for the day and can go make tacos with your friend. Or like, that was just what a friend was doing last week. <laughs> I was like, oh, how nice to just like go make tacos and that's your evening. And you're not thinking of, oh, I should really get back to work or get in the studio for a couple hours. Or like, <laughs> you know, because I think with, with creative work, it's just like, there's always something more to be done. Uh-huh. And not and not saying that um, that lifestyle has any lesser value and I'm just jealous of it in a lot of ways. Oh, for sure. I'm like, why? Sometimes I wish I just could work, be happy working, whatever job that pays the bills and not care so much, I guess. Yeah, that adage of like working for yourself for 80 hours so you don't have to work for somebody else for 40. That's not quite the same thing, but it's so true that, yeah. To be able to go make tacos. As artists and independent <laughs> contractors and art entrepreneurs, we're not allowed to just let 
go and go make tacos. <laughs> but the thing is, I really probably do have more free time and hang out more than most of my friends do. So I don't really know what I'm getting at other than just that that self-motivation and that pull away and never feeling like you can be completely removed from that because you do have this thing in the back of your mind. Yeah, and I think a lot of people who like run their own businesses or are creatives, definitely I think we all relate to that of just really drawing the boundary and balance between just being a person for a second and then just constantly having to be doing something or progressing. I think I even said on the podcast last week, like, you have to do, like, half an hour every day or, like, at the minimum and, like, Mm -hmm. but then I think you, it is also, like, give yourself a weekend once in a while. Like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or I don't know. Then I still feel guilty about it, but I should let that go. So uh, what else do we want to say about getting focused? I mean, I was going to mention meditation again, but I think we've already gotten gone on about it well yeah I mean I think if you're just sitting there struggling you can always just like go for a quick walk go for a meditation get a coffee maybe even changing locations I really don't practice that this much but like I'm just taking my computer to like a coffee shop or something might be invigorating and then there might be less distractions where at my house I'm like Oh, I gotta flip the laundry and better clean the doorknobs and whatever. Yeah, else. I go to I go to work at a coffee shop at least once a week, um, just because I need the change of scenery. Library even better because then I'm not spending money on coffee. But uh, yeah, it's way too easy to just. <laughs> also, like when I'm procrastinating, not wanting to work on stuff, I just like, hmm, I'm hungry again. <laughs> like, oh, that's the worst. <laughs> I wonder if there's anything new in my fridge in the last half hour. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, and that's I guess one way to stay focused is if I I'll be like, all right, if I get if I work on this, if I focus on this for like half an hour, forty five minutes, whatever the cutoff is, then I can eat lunch or whatever. And usually by then I'm not even like hungry or thinking about food. But I yeah. I like have to do like those little rewards throughout the day. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I do that too. If I focus on this for one hour, I'll get a, I'll take a short walk and go to Starbucks. And that kind of helped. I still just haven't been that focused today. Yeah, I need to get outside. It snowed again today. It's a muddy, gross, muddy mess here. <laughs> That's hard too. Okay, if we, we can talk about that for a sec. Like staying focused based on the weather. If it's a rainy day, I'm on point like just cozy in my Mm -hmm. house like doing whatever uh if it's like even if it's like too hot to go enjoy something outside I'm feeling like I'll feel lazy and if it's like a gorgeous day I'll be like I want to go outside (laughs) (laughs) oh I agree I um I lived in Seattle last winter as you know and I everyone's like how'd you stand the rain I couldn't handle it I'm like Every day I woke up and it was like, oh, it's raining again, and would just jump into whatever I needed to do. I was just like, oh, I don't have to leave the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the rain was best for productivity. Yes, and it like didn't really didn't really bother me. It still, I didn't have a yard, so was still was still like forced to go on little walks to walk the dog. Um, so yeah, I loved it. 
there's something about, yeah, if it's sunny out here, or even snowy for that matter, and during the ski season, it's like, oh, I really should be out skiing today. You just get sucked into other things. So that's our secret tip on focusing is if you need to focus, just make it rain. <laughs> I jest, but that's to be said is like maybe recognizing if that's one of your distractors. And then, you know, like who's to say, maybe go outside and enjoy it for half a day and then get back to what you need to, to that night. Or maybe work at nighttime and enjoy the sunshine mm-hmm. in the day but just having the, that clearly defined beforehand. Yeah, I mean, it's that's interesting to me, too, because I, I used to be, in college, I was such a night person. I felt so creative at night and could stay up till all hours, and now I think just because I want to be on the same schedule as most of my friends and I'm old, <laughs> I, like, am doing, like, the bulk of my work in the middle of the afternoon, where that used to be, like, my snooze period. Um I think even just whatever times a day your brain feels like it's functioning the most. I think there's something, you know, as we were talking about doing the the hard tasks first when your brain is like, I don't know if it's more like your brain is on point or not quite awake yet. (laughs) Um, That's true. I was listening to an interview with some musician who worked with Pharrell and he wanted to record at like 5 a.m., and he's like, I didn't question Pharrell because, you know, he's genius, so you just do whatever he says. But ultimately found out it's because he said, your brain works differently in the morning. You might come up with something different creatively than you would at 10 o'clock at night. Um, hmm. So that that was kind of interesting to me. And it's, I mean, it is so true. Like my brain, I'm almost an entirely different person from 7 o'clock in the morning to 7 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. Or any, like, difference of 24-hour periods, really, like... The way, yeah, my entire personality changes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can probably handle more, like, math and tasky stuff first thing. And then I think in the evening, just, that's when I do my stand-up, and that's when I do improv, and that's when I do my, like, table reading stuff is all at, like, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. I often... Um, if I'm doing kind of more creative illustrative work where I'm drawing, um, that's when I'll just, I can just do that like till all hours at night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'd be, it'd feel really weird for me to start my paint by number at like eight in the morning. That would be really bizarre, (laughs) but that might be fun too, to try to like switch it up. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I just want to work on my horse painting. (laughs) When your horse comes out like a dog in the morning. What? I don't know. I was saying, like, your brain works differently. Maybe it can't, would come out totally different. Oh, like, yeah. Huh. It's a paint-by-number, Seth. There's not a lot of wiggle room there. <laughs> <laughs> but do you work better with, like, music or, like, a TV in the background or anything like that? Um, It depends on what I'm doing. I I listen to a lot of podcasts particularly while I'm doing artwork type stuff or even design work for that matter. If I'm doing anything that doesn't involve words, I'll listen to a podcast. I don't often have the TV on for a while. I would be, I would like 
have Project Runway or something on the background while I was painting. Okay. And then just and just watch the parts where they were having the runway shows. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like a way of watching reality TV without like spending all your time like feeling productive while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um but generally now with TV, I just I have a couple shows that I really want to watch and pay attention to and that's and it'll be just like at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Watch a show while I'm winding down or something. And then if I like really need to focus in on something, I have a few play- like Spotify playlists I really like that are just more instrumental. Um there's like I think the one I really like is called Chill Hop. Chill oh hops. my god. Yeah, I'm not even joking. It's called like Chill Hop Study Beats. <laughs> and there's another one that's kind of more jazz beats. So it's kind of more funky music but instrumental, so it's not just like sleeper classical music. And that'll help me just get into the, the rhythm mm-hmm. of things and really focus in. Well, Joe has been, you know, working on some new stuff for his new horror movie. So he loves to listen to like horror soundtracks while he's like doing the poster design and stuff. Oh, that's a cool idea. I, when I'm reading, I love a TV on uh, in the other room. So not oh, that's like room. something from childhood almost. Probably. Where it's like, I'm not alone, but I don't know, it's just kind of like white noise. Yeah, I feel like that was that's always the case in mom and dad's house. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a TV on somewhere. Yeah. That, I was pretty bad about that even at my house for a while, but we don't have cable anymore, so it's been kind of nice. But anymore, like I've really been practicing... Like, when I'm watching a TV show or movie, like, very consciously watching it and, like, not flipping through my phone or doing anything else but really paying attention to, yeah, just having more quality TV watching experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm in, the, I'm in the industry, so I'm studying when I need to study more so than... <laughs> it's, it's research. I mean, it is. I've been trying to watch stuff that has a lot of, like, pop culture references that I had never seen. Like, I just watched Goodfellas for the first time. How was that? I've never seen that. <laughs> I I think, I mean, obviously great. Scorsese's great. I think it was, it's, like, the first prototype mob movie. So I knew what was going to happen because other stuff has come since that movie. So, but I think it was, like, the first of its kind, which is why it was held in such high esteem. Uh, But, yeah, worth a watch. I recommend having some Italian food ready. I just watched Brokeback Mountain for the first time. Ooh, how was that? (laughs) Good. We, I mean, we went to see Call Me By Your Name, which I would recommend watching, too. New movie. Um, So then had to watch, like, old gay man movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's, like, something in my bullet journal. Like, this is the watch list. So there's a page in my bullet journal that has all those movies I need to watch. All right, I have one more thing to talk about on focus. How, if you do have, like, different things you have to do, how are you going to pick what to do first? If there's not necessarily a priority on each one. Like, uh, do you do, like, a social thing? And this has nothing to do with work, but, like, social Self-care or business. Oh, I see. Um, honestly, it depends on how I'm feeling. 
Um, cause like we said, business can't always be a priority. Self-care should really be the priority ethically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because if you're not, if you don't have self-care, you've got nothing. Mm -hmm. You can't drive anyone else if you've got an empty tank. And then I'm like a bear and I'm an unbearable person if I like haven't been social in a while or I, I just start getting really weird. So I think it just depends on what I'm needing the most to do. If I feel like I've been off the rails for a bit, then it's like business. Self, self-care and business. <laughs> but if like, let's say there's a really good opportunity to go to a really good concert or something like that, I might choose that. What's your answer? Same. I'd probably have a harder time saying no to social things than anything else. Um, Yes. Yeah, I think I actually fall into the trap of not doing enough self-care or not putting myself first. And, uh, but I think, um, but I think I've gotten better. Like I think doing my glass of wine and painting on a Friday night was really good. And just like making that decision. Yeah. Um, and just like, you know, what? I had a busy week. Next week's going to be busy. This is going to be like chill vibes night. And I th- think that's mm-hmm. just how I'm going to keep myself sane this week. You know, I've told you my schedule for this week and, uh, I th- and it's, I don't have like a day off in sight from anything. So just even having that evening to myself was really good. So I think, yeah, just, I think as long as you're kind of making a conscious choice and not letting just the world rock you. Yeah, true. Um, it is really hard to say no to every social or to a lot of social invitations, mm-hmm. I guess. So I'm like, yeah, of course I want to go out and grab a drink with my friend. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't <laughs> But I mean, I know people too who, who prefer or who work too hard. Like they're like, I've got to get this work done. And like, yeah. And maybe you don't. Yeah. <laughs> or can... <laughs> I don't think I don't think I have a workaholic <laughs> problem at all. <laughs> I may give myself guilt trips, but I'm not. I wouldn't call myself a workaholic. I think my best example of that too is it's not always what it seems like. It's not like the person like crunching numbers on their computer. Like I know people who in stand up are doing stand up every single night, and I'm like, you gotta get like goal of life a night. Like, yeah, then you just get burnout. You know, I think the key is really just balance between everything and. I think it all just it all just ebbs and flows, um, and that's why I guess why my answer was just depending on the day, the mood, what you feel like you need the most, and just really honoring that no matter what it is, and like sticking to sticking to your guns on that, and, and not feeling guilty or beating yourself up about. Yeah, it. and I mean, you know, if your if your friends are good friends, they'll understand that you might have to skip out every once in a while, or if you're you know, just being good to yourself, you gotta, um, treat yourself with kindness too, and maybe go to a yoga class instead of putting in an extra hour of work that day. Word. Because ultimately, okay, so when I was working full-time and super busy, working super long weeks, um, our business would, um, they put on a yoga class for us that was free that we could go to every Thursday at four. 
And if I wasn't busy that week, it was always like, yeah, of course, why wouldn't I clock out at work at four and go to yoga? But on the busier weeks, you feel like you can't tear yourself away for an hour. (laughs) Um, But then I found out when I did, and then would still come back to, you know, and work till 10, 11 o'clock that night. Um, But I would feel so much more, I have so much more clarity. Um, Rather than just completely working through the day or night, um, taking that little mental break ultimately ended up being better for my self-care and for my business um, side of things. So just got to think of it that way. Good. I like that. Uh, So my recommendation of the week is to watch something that you might have heard about in pop culture that's always referenced or like an old classic, an old black and white movie, something from more than like 10 years ago and really just sit and watch and enjoy and soak it up. Uh, Learn something that's referenced in pop culture or find out who Clark Gable is or, you know, watch my reference was was Goodfellas. Um, But I've never seen The Sopranos, so maybe I need to just have like a mob week. I don't think I watched dumb and dumber till I was like 12 or 13 years old but I knew all the lines from it I didn't even know what it was in reference to but just because all my friends quoted it so much I it was just like big gulps huh and <laughs> it just blew my mind I'm like oh these are all dumb and dumber references <laughs> great film great film this is your challenge audience go back and watch dumb and dumber or goodfellas <laughs> Rex. Where can people find you online? Uh, at Marissa Zintars. How about you? I'm at KZintars underscore art on Instagram or Kelsey Zintars Art and Design on Facebook. Find us on Facebook or Instagram at A Kick in the Arts or just email us at Akita Podcast at gmail.com, obviously. I've stopped putting .com whenever I write my email on, like, paper, because it's implied. Good point. People know it's gmail.com. Yeah, if I put gmail. I'm going to say Time saving tip <laughs> of the week. That's a lot of accumulative time saving. It is. That's a lot of writing out .com. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, you know where to find us at? A kick in the arts? Y'all have just been kicked. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha